Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <clears throat> <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, <laughs> adventures, and ghosts. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. Yes, g'day, fighters. Welcome to News Fighters, Australia's most popular brekkie show. I'm your host, Santa's least favorite elf, Dylan Bain. It's December 22nd, 2021, at least for our Patreon supporters, and the episode's coming out a few days later on our regular podcast feed. Thank you to everyone for listening and supporting us throughout the year. Now, coming up in today's show, our regular showbiz and sports reporter, Stefan Pazur, is stopping by to recap the year in TV, movies, podcasts, and more. It is rocker Brian Adams tested positive for COVID twice in one month, causing him to cancel his up-and-coming appearances done at the local Toyota dealership and karaoke bar. Well, 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 here we are. It's our uh, regular end-of-the-year check-in episode where we look back on everything that's uh, happened in 2021. And uh, unlike the last two annual recap episodes uh, where I ran through the year month by month, this year I've decided I'm going to recap the year in um, disasters that have afflicted Australia, uh, both natural and man-made. And boy, oh boy, wasn't there a lot. Well, let's uh, kick things off by turning our mind back to March, when after years of drought, inland New South Wales was hit by a super rare and massive flood event. How rare? Well, that's up for debate. It'll be a 1 in 5, 1 in 10 or 1 in 20 year event. The most dangerous weather system in 40 years. A once in 50 year rainfall event. What might be the worst flooding in 60 years. A 1 in 100 year weather event. Uh, I don't know about you, maybe I'm getting old, but uh, I miss the good old days when, you know, those 1 in 100 year weather events were once in 100 years instead of seemingly every six months like they've been recently. 
Mind you, I think it did manage to kill off the one in a hundred year mice plague, though. So, you know, pluses and minuses. My favourite person from the floods, though, was this Aussie genius who decided the best plan of attack against the floodwater inundating his house was to keep drinking. And he lost his belongings and his home. But that didn't stop this Aussie legend from cracking open a cold one. He's going to join us live. Yeah, <laughs> jeez, oh, you can just imagine how an Aussie would react, say, if there's an alien invasion, can't you? Coming up after the break on today, Carl Stefanovic talks to this Aussie legend who decided to crack a slab of cold tinnies while the aliens disintegrated his house with laser beams. <laughs> what a legend. My favourite news live cross from the year came from the floods. Uh, it was this one from ABC News. Emma, residents are being ordered to evacuate their homes right now. Good job, ABC. I have to say, getting rid of your in-house audio recorders a few years ago worked a damn treat. But personally, my favourite Vox Pop of the year was probably this one from an exasperated local during the floods. I mean, it'd be great if it stopped raining would be the one thing. Yeah, you think? That might help stop those floods. That one also reminded me of uh, this great Vox Pop from this year, of this kid who summed up my feelings about the coronavirus pandemic. My wish coronavirus wasn't real. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. You, me and everyone else except Dominic Perrottet, it seems. Oh, and speaking of painfully obvious takes, we can't go past this analysis from Channel 9 of the uh, Melbourne earthquake in September. So powerful, it shook the earth. Yes, an earthquake so powerful... It shook the earth. Thanks, Channel 9. What's next? A rainstorm so powerful that water fell from the sky? A cyclone so strong it blew wind? A murder so brutal that someone died? Yes, commercial TV news analysis at its most complex. Yes, and it's hard to believe a lot of people have already forgotten about the Melbourne earthquake when the damage was uh, widespread across this one burger shop. The wall above a Chapel Street burger shop was one of the most significant quake casualties. The magnitude 5.9 quake taking a wall to the ground at Betty's Burgers. Advertising classic shakes, Betty's Burgers was served an almighty rumble. Betty's Burgers, Chapel Street, known for their authentic shakes, Perhaps not like today's. Yes, the burger shop might have been repaired, but the emotional damage ran deep. Just listen to this distraught victim who was impacted. It's quite sad, really. Um, wondering when I'll be getting my burgers. Might be a while now. Yes, and funnily enough, I just checked that guy's burger Patreon and he already has uh, more supporters than uh, Alan Jones does for his new podcast. So that's great. But away from natural disasters and towards uh, man-made ones, uh, the... Federal government's vaccine rollout was a massive, uh, what was it, Bill Shorten? So let me just say for the record as a politician, the vaccine rollout in Australia is a shit show, Patricia. It is just a mess. Yeah, and I mean, Bill Shorten would know a shit show when he sees one. After all, he lost the 2019 election to Scott Morrison. Yes, and the lack of vaccine supply ordered by the federal government led to months and months of lockdowns all around Australia during 2021. Largely thanks to this guy. Um, as uh, Brendan Murphy said yesterday, uh, this is not a race. As Brendan said, it's not a race. But it's not a race. It's not a competition. It's about the health and safety of Australians. Yes, that was Scott Morrison in uh, March. And uh, turned out it uh, did turn into a race. One we reversed Stephen Bradbreed as we went from one of the first countries in the world to last, having to endure months of lockdowns while we all waited to get jabbed. But our dear leader, Scott Morrison, uh, refused to accept any blame for this, instead saying... But the de- I, I can't stress enough that the major frustration here is the virus. That is the major thing working against Australia. 
The reason we've got a lockdown is because of a pandemic and a virus. Thanks, genius. So you can copy Scott Morrison's logic there. Next time you forget to buy enough sunscreen and you get massively sunburnt at the beach, don't forget it's all the sun's fault. Okay, so that was in late June when we were first locked down, but then three months later, Scott Morrison was still trying to slip out of taking any responsibility for us all still being locked in our houses. The Prime Minister was pressed about what efforts he went to to get more vaccines. Oh, every effort that we could. When asked what efforts were taken... No, I've answered the question. God, I mean, even teenagers can't get away with that level of dodginess. Son, what effort did you put into a put out the house when it was on fire while you were playing video games? Uh, every effort I could, Dad. Yeah, every effort. But I mean, what do you expect? Of course Scott Morrison didn't order enough vaccines. He can't even name them all. Do we have enough of the Pfizer to go around? Well, it's not just Pfizer. There's there's the AstraZeneca vaccine, there's the Pfizer vaccine. Yes, and it wasn't just Scott Morrison guilty of hubris. In Victoria, Premier Dan Andrews said this on July 27, right after their fifth lockdown. We have seen off two Delta outbreaks. I don't think there's a jurisdiction in the world that has been able to achieve that, and every Victorian should be proud of that. And you won't believe what happened next. That's right, the Delta outbreak flared up again, and they had a sixth lockdown that lasted 82 days. A lot of Melbournians flouted the rules during this lockdown, uh, leading Dan Andrews to make this bizarre rule. There will be no removal of masks to consume alcohol outdoors. So you will no longer be able to remove your mask to drink a cocktail uh, at a pop-up beer garden on a footpath. Yeah, I think Dan Andrews might have forgotten that Australia is literally the nation that figured out how to turn a backyard clothesline into a wine dispenser. I'm sure some cluey Victorians figured out a way to uh, invent craft beer waterboarding or something along those lines so they could uh, keep drinking with their masks on. Uh, You know they did. And speaking of drinkers, this year marked the political comeback of Barnaby Joyce, who returned to the Nationals' leadership and deputy prime ministership with uh, political eloquence like this he displayed in Parliament. I, I, like, I like going to the movies, and I can't, I can't, but, re- I can't but always um, remember how it hears, how it hears the aviator. But, you know, how it hears the aviator, but the Labor Party got Albo the Advocator. Yeah, the, great, the great advocator. The great ideas man. The great ideas man straight from the pool room. Oh. But anyways, to the biggest disaster inflicted on Australia this year and subsequently New Zealand, the New South Wales Delta outbreak. Delta farce. Now, amazingly, by June, New South Wales hadn't suffered a single COVID death all year, and it only had the odd sporadic uh, outbreak of a few single cases here and there. So when Delta finally caught a ride with a Sydney aircrew limo driver, a lot of people thought our our Premier Gladys Berejiklian wasn't ready to lock down fast enough. I mean, what on earth could make them think that just because she said things like this about lockdowns before? I don't want to ever be in a situation where we need to lock down New South Wales again. We've done that. We never, ever want to be in a situation where we go into lockdown. We can't shut down every time we have a cluster of cases. We can't keep shutting down and reopening, shutting down and reopening. Yes, and when Sydney first locked down on June the 26th, well... There was one thing that united the whole city during this difficult time. 
and it was our complete and utter confusion at the government's ever-shifting incremental rule changes. The government's messaging is confusing. The messaging from the New South Wales government has been confusing. Today's New South Wales Health press conference was confusing. It was a complex and confusing set of rules. It is so confusing. Confusion reigns across Sydney's southwest tonight. Confusion reigns. Confusion reigns. Lockdown confusion. Caused confusion. Plenty of confusion. Too confusing. That's a bit confusing. Yes, and the media found the lockdown rules so confusing that it was far easier just to report on this. The greatest story of the year. Two men have been fined $1,000 each for breaching Sydney's COVID lockdown under very unusual circumstances. The pair were apparently found naked. Two men sunbaking nude on a beach on the south coast, apparently caught after they were startled by a deer. Startled by a deer. They'd been startled by a deer. Startled by a feral deer. That old one. (laughs) They were caught buck naked. Buck naked. The men were chased into the Royal National Park and got lost. Each find a cheeky thousand dollars. <laughs> Certainly a story that raises more questions than answers. I don't know, I don't understand this. How deers are running wild over there and with naked blocks, anyway. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and on a personal note, on that day I actually saw New South Wales police hassling a homeless person for not being at home. So thank you, media, for reporting on the startled deer endlessly. Yes, but throughout the almost four-month lockdown, we kept putting out with Gladys constantly changing the rules every day because she kept insisting that it was based on the health advice. But please know that the information we provide the community is based on the best health advice. We always base our decisions on the best health advice and on the best information available. We've always uh, relied on the best health advice. What we base our settings on is the best health advice. Yes, but then it came out last month that... (laughs) She wasn't following the health advice at all. Well, mayors from Sydney's west and southwest are furious after leaked documents revealed the New South Wales government went against health advice during the city's most recent lockdown. In mid-August, Chief Health Officer Dr Kerry Chant recommended that consistent measures be implemented across all of Sydney. But instead, the government imposed far tougher rules on 12 council areas. I think there's no doubt that at 11am every morning we were getting uh, told that this was the health advice but it was clear that this was the political advice. Ah, health advice, political advice. Eh, they both save lives, right? Personally, my favourite uh, what the hell soundbite from Premier Berejiklian this year was this one. Death is horrible, but we also need to put things into perspective because at the moment there are 8 million citizens who don't have a choice in how they spend their free time. Yes, people were fed up with the lockdowns, but I feel like on the whole people would have been a bit angry if they died. Hmm, death or Netflix on the couch? Hmm. Can't decide. Not sure. Of course, one big difference between the lockdowns this year and in 2020 was that there was a lot more protesters this time, including this guy, whose sexual proclivities I really don't want to know about. Get out of your houses. Kiss your nana on the lips. Yes, and I don't know about you, but I think we can all guess that guy's Tinder settings. Now, Australia's lockdown rules were actually seen as so harsh that people even protested them in America. Well, protests have gathered in New York to oppose Australia's handling of the pandemic. Chanting Save Australia, a group of Americans have staged a protest outside our consulate in New York. The protesters claim harsh restrictions have damaged Australia's reputation as a free country. Our mates down under right now, we're in a lot of trouble. Geez, what the hell are these Americans talking about? Sure, we had harsh lockdowns, but we were still a free country. It's not like we had police going around forcibly removing 
removing families from the homes in the middle of the night on the mere suspicion that they might break the health orders like some kind of dystopian police state. Uh, no, wait, we totally did. It is called a Section 62. Either you're getting that or you're getting get locked up. A health order enforced by police that evicted a COVID-positive family of four from their own Rydalmere home because, says the family's lawyer Paul McGurr, they were threatened with arrest based only on a suspicion of what they might do, then forced into hotel quarantine. They were eventually removed and taken to hotel quarantine. The chief health officer today defending powers that allow police to pull people from their homes if deemed a risk to public health. I can just be confident that our public health doctors do not issue Section 62s for no reason. We also need to make sure that we take every measure we can to ensure people are doing the right thing. Yes, I didn't get much uh, news coverage at the time, probably because the guy didn't startle any deer. And the Sydney lockdown didn't just uh, unfairly target people of uh, lower incomes and in multicultural communities. They also very sadly targeted widows in mourning. Rookwood Cemetery, a heartbreaking example of Sydney's life and death struggle. Andy Guzmati's wife died two weeks ago. His daily visits no longer allowed, not considered a reasonable excuse to leave home. Part of my grief is going to visit her grave every day after work. That's absolutely heartbreaking and totally insane, especially considering last time I checked, dead people can't catch or spread COVID. They're already isolating and social distancing six feet underground. Mind you, this wasn't the first time the New South Wales government put restrictions on the occupants of Rookwood Cemetery. In January, during the Northern Beaches outbreak, they uh, banned them from going to the cricket. We're just two days out from the first ball at the SCG test. People from COVID cluster suburbs in Sydney are being banned from turning up, and the directive is being backed up with the threat of heavy fines. If you live in Auburn, Morala, Lidcombe North, Potts Hill, Regent's Park or Rookwood, you must not, you must not come to the SCG. Yes, and FYI, the only residents of Rookwood are dead. The whole suburb of Rookwood is the Rookwood Cemetery. The New South Wales government literally banned dead people from going to the cricket test, which is a shame because I think dead people would actually enjoy the pace of a five-day cricket test. Personally, I find it quite boring. But mind you, throughout the entire nearly four-month Sydney lockdown, our cheerleader Premier Gladys tried to constantly put a positive spin on things like this a week into the lockdown on July 3rd. Please, let's not give up now when we're doing well. The green shoots are there of of demonstrating the lockdown is having the desired effect. The green shoots are there. The green shoots of the lockdown doing what we hoped it would are certainly there. We haven't seen a huge surge in cases. We have seen the tide turn. We have seen those green shoots. And she was still that optimistic 12 days later on July 15th, which was 19 days into our 107-day lockdown, when she said this. But what I do know is that the green shoots are starting to show. We've still got a way to go. But the fact that we haven't seen thousands and thousands of cases is a win for New South Wales. And she said it again five days later on July 20th. The green shoots are there, and I'm convinced that in the next um, few days we will start seeing, um, hopefully, more improvements. Yes, with three more months of lockdown after that, there were no green shoots for the lockdown and no green shoots for her career as she resigned in disgrace after being investigated by the ICAC. I want to be very clear. In all the decisions I have ever made as a minister or as Premier of New South Wales, my first consideration has always been the well-being and welfare of the people of this state. Especially those in her boyfriend's electorate of Wagga Wagga who like going to the brand new gun club or the brand new $30 million conservatory of music. Especially them. 
Thankfully, Gladys Berejiklian was replaced as Premier by the ever-eloquent Dominic Perrottet. Uh, he's just not um, opening for the, uh, for the time since the pan- uh, we've been closed during lockdown. And then finally, Sydney and Melbourne had their freedom days, where all anybody wanted to do was get pissed at the pub for a change. So good. It's so good. I don't think the alcohol has ever tasted so good today. Feels very good. Yeah, very very boring sitting at home drinking all the time. This is probably the best day of my life, I want to be honest, but... The best day of your life. It's good to be back. Is it good to be back? Bloody hell. And like, I have no idea, but I'm excited to be here, but whoa! But in the end, I think Scott Morrison actually had the best line that summed up this horrible year. Uh, but for a lockdown to work, the lockdown has to work. Good job, mate. Nailed it there. Really getting the heart of Australians' frustrations there. Fantastic. Well, anyways, that's my look back on the disasters that afflicted Australia in 2021. Who knows? Hopefully we can vote some of those disasters out next year. But now Christmas is upon us. And well, with vaccination rates above 90%, Gladys Berejiklian gone as Premier and international and state borders finally reopened, WA not included, I was actually thinking maybe we were going to have a hot vax Christmas summer. You know, get to see friends and families, go on holidays, go to concerts, all that stuff we'd missed out on when we're all locked down so much this year. But I have to say, with the Omicron variant, it's all starting to look a bit doubtful. Good evening. The new variant of COVID-19 is now in the community. Tonight, Omicron arrives in Sydney. The Omicron variant has reached Australia. But anyways, I'm not going to let the Omicron variant and the stupid bad government response get in the way of me making you an uplifting Christmas video. So I uh, went through all the clips and I decided to make a fun, festive Christmas video, but also kind of informing you about what we can probably expect from the festive season and summer ahead. I tried to make it as uplifting as possible, but, you know, it's a bit hard at the moment. Anyways, here it is. Enjoy. My simple message to Australians is to go about your lives Enjoy the summer. There's been a shocking surge in COVID cases in New South Wales, the state recording more than 3,000 new cases. That's more than quadrupled in seven days. Cases in Queensland are doubling nearly every 48 hours. And we've got to treat Australians like adults. The Lunar Electric Music Festival this afternoon was cancelled by public health order deemed too risky. This is all about taking personal responsibility and the people of New South Wales are doing just that. Testing clinics are buckling under the strain. With some people waiting for up to eight hours. Cars being turned away and told the clinic was out of swabs. It's only been open a half an hour and they said they're closed for the day. At the end of the day, our own health is our own responsibility. Getting your hands on a rapid antigen test is getting more difficult by the day. As concerns grow, there won't be enough to last the rest of summer. Booster shots are so important. The reality is we just can't get more boosters into arms uh, because we don't have the capacity. What's key to us as well is personal responsibility. The New South Wales government has warned that the state could face up to 25,000 cases a day. The daunting prediction comes on the day that restrictions were lifted on the unvaccinated and most mask mandates were scrapped. Case numbers could reach a staggering 200,000 a day by late January. We need to learn to live alongside the virus. The growing threat of becoming a close contact and having to isolate over Christmas, deterring people from going out. Bookings have been down probably um, 50 to 60%. If you feel uncomfortable about going out in other public spaces, well, you can choose to stay home. 1,400 health staff are out of action, either with COVID 
or exposed to it. Surging Omicron will overwhelm the health system on the current projections. But what's important is we just keep going forward. We have to, we're living with it. Merry Christmas, Australia. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Stefan Pezza, voted the funniest man on podcast in 2021 by the staff at News Fighters. And I'm here to once again sum up all the showbiz news and sports news for the past year. Are you ready? I'm not. Let's go. Yes, the final Daniel Craig Bond movie, No Time to Die, was finally released about 30 years after it was originally meant to come out. I hear the next Bond movie, James Bond tries to go to the movies and not catch COVID or spill a chalk top on his t-shirt. The Dennis Villeneuve sci-fi movie Dune was a huge hit. It's set about 20,000 years in the future, where Sinner's inner west light rail is still being repaired, and Adele has just released her album, 20,030. Now in TV news, the biggest TV miniseries of the year was probably Peter Jackson's Beatles documentary, Get Back, on Disney+, Plus, which ran for almost 8 hours. Get stuffed, Disney! If I wanted to hear four white men sit around and talk about nothing for eight hours, I would just listen to any podcast. Thank you, Disney. Now go back to making stupid rides that make everyone puke like the spinning teacups. Imagine doing that on drugs. The cast from the classic 90s sitcom Friends reunited for a special in the US on HBO Max where they sat around and read scripts from the original show. Wow, I had no idea Lisa Kudrow could read. Now, the only thing these friends all have in common is their bad cosmetic surgery. In podcast news, Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny announced they're getting a podcast. Well, even famous ducks are getting offered podcast deals. So next year, we're happy to announce our new guest host of News Fighters. This duck I kidnapped from the local pond. What do you think of the Morrison government's inflation outlook, duck? <coughs> 
What? No, we don't talk about how Mixing Mitosis was engineered in a lab by Bill Gates. I think this duck has been spending too much time watching crazy people on YouTube. And speaking of those, Joe Rogan didn't get vaccinated. It tested positive for COVID and took ivermectin. The bad news is he's fine and still doing his podcast. After being fired by Sky News and 2GB, Alan Jones has launched his own podcast and YouTube video show. And I'm super excited to slowly watch Alan Jones lose all his money. Here we have a clip from his first online show right here. Let's get into it. Well, there can be no more important time than now to give voice to opinions that some people might not be comfortable with. I'll come to that in a moment, as I said. We all need a motive for what we're doing. I've been reminded of the words of General Douglas MacArthur. Alan Jones, direct to the people, right across Australia. Yes, it's me. I'm back and I'll be more accessible. Yes, I haven't seen technical difficulties like that since the container ship decided to do donuts in the Suez Canal. Alan Jones claimed the show didn't work due to excessive demand and overwhelming support. Yeah, it's a bit like me on New Year's Eve when I tripped over my own shoelaces and fell face first into a gigantic ice cream pie and then fell into the fireworks detonator, which then fired all the fireworks into my pants and I said, sorry, the fireworks are cancelled due to excessive demand and overwhelming support. Yes, exactly like that. Good job, Alan. And in music news, the biggest and coolest new Australian pop star of the year was the Kid Leroy, who had a big hit with Justin Bieber called Stay. Now, that's not just the name of the song, but it's also what Justin Bieber kept saying to Kid Leroy. Stay and give me a big hit. I've run out of ideas. I need some young blood like a vampire. What did happen? One time I was coming home from shift at at, uh, at Olympic Park about a month ago and there was a, one or two guys playing music to some kids and they kept playing Strawberry Sugar over and over and over. And everyone was laughing their heads off. I was even laughing all the way to the um, station. Anyway. <laughs> okay. And in more music news, the Crazy Frog is back and got a lot of online criticism for announcing a new range of non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. If you don't know what any of that means, congratulations. You either died of COVID in 2020 or didn't pay attention to the news this year. In either case, I'm jealous of you. Wow, hard to believe the Crazy Frog is trying to cash in on a fad like this. After all, he used to just charge $5 for a Nokia ringtone that went buddy 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 And finally, in sports news, Chinese tennis star Feng Shui disappeared after making sexual assault allegations to a top Chinese government official. Nobody has seen her in weeks. Well, I don't know about you, but when I haven't seen something in weeks, I usually look behind the back of the couch. The NFL Super Bowl was held at the peak of the third COVID wave in Florida, with a crowd of 24,000 people. Even less considerate was the fact the singer The Weeknd performed. It may even have been the last performance The Weeknd had ever performed. Wait, wasn't that last weekend? Or the weekend before that? Wait, what weekend is this? Maybe someone said, who should we get to perform at the Super Bowl weekend? And they replied, yes, and that's why the weekend performed. 
In other news, I'm going to name my new band The Halftime Show, and hopefully I'll get booked to play at the Super Bowl too, swimming amongst the cornflakes. And that's 2021 in showbiz and sports news. I'm Stefan Pazza, wishing you a Merry Christmas and a much happier New Year. Stay safe and drink Corona! Alrighty, that's News Fighters for today. Big thank you to Stefan Pazur for being on the show. Uh, producing news comedy is what I do. Drop me a line if you want me to do it for you. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your podcasting apps and on YouTube. If you're on Spotify, give us a rating if you could. And to support the show and get bonus episodes, uh, why not pay to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or join our Patreon at patreon.com slash newsfighters. Our December a bonus episode is going to feature lots of Stefan outtakes and a bunch of unused uh, Christopher Pine grabs f- uh, from my segment, Whiff of Pine. So make sure you uh, join up to our Patreon to listen to that. Also, you can support me by buying me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. And also, we uh, really uh, refuse to advertise on Facebook. Uh, instead, we have a newsletter, which you can sign up to at newsfighters.com. And don't forget, we're also on Twitter and Instagram at newsfighterspod. That's it for 2021. I'm taking a break over the summer. Uh, Keep an eye on your podcasting feeds for some uh, repeat and highlight episodes uh, that are going to be coming your way through January. Anyways, uh, keep fighting, uh, wear a mask, wash your hands, don't get Omicron, and bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you I hope the D is okay. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.